From zero to one for women. I'm Lisa Richards, the host of this podcast. Currently, half of women in the UK and Australia are childless at 30. You see the ONS data that came out a couple of weeks ago that said for the first time ever since records began, 50.1% of women are childless by 30. The vast majority of people want children. It's innate. And some don't. That's clear. What percentage do, approximately? I'm estimating around 5% don't. There have been Gallup polls in the US. And what percentage are, are childless? Well, right now we're looking at 30 to 40% in most developed nations. So there's roughly 30% of women in developed countries who are experiencing the grief of being childless when they didn't plan for that. Last time this happened to women was during the First World War and the Great Depression. Morgan Stanley research data predicts 45% of women between 25 and 44 will be single and childless by 2030. So why are women missing out on doing the very thing they want to do? If it's universally true that most women want babies, why are they not investing in that outcome? We've made great strides with access to family planning, economic independence, fertility treatment, but not with helping women these days have babies. There are a number of reasons why women are delaying childbearing or not having children at all. I'm going to explore each of them. Now, contrary to what you might think, the majority of women are childless because they are not finding Mr. Right or even Mr. Passable. Finding the right partner is the biggest reason women delay parenthood. Long-term singleness, waiting for a partner grown up enough to consider parenthood, is a real challenge these days. With the social changes that have taken place with access to the pill, abortion, study, career, fertility treatments, the dating timeline has radically changed. Endless dating is the norm, and it doesn't take account of the fertility window for women, even men, with everything else they're expected to do. The endless dating culture has hurt women and babies the most. Sex without commitment is so pervasive, it's no wonder that marriage is getting pushed to the back burner. There seems to be an endless choice, hundreds of thousands of potential matches on dating apps, but that's the paradox of choice. The more options you have, the more difficult it is to make one, and you don't. In reality, you only have a finite number of relationships from which a life partner can be drawn. The seemingly infinite landscape of Tinder is contracted to a relatively small number of relationships, if you're lucky. If you're reasonably attractive, you'll be able to try out five people. That's it. That's what you've got. You know, because it takes a while to find someone, and then it takes a while to get to know them. And finding them and getting to know them, that's probably something approximating one to two years. And if you do that five times, that's 10 years. And that's your fertility window. Create better dating opportunities by saying what you want on the first date and limit the relationship to perhaps one, maybe two years, if you have that time available, but certainly not five years. And be realistic, if you're a mid 30 year old woman, that puts more pressure on the man because his time frame then has to match yours. So you can't think you'll keep dating better as time goes on. Culturally, that's what we should be working on, helping women and men get it right earlier on. Young women need to know how to become the mothers they hope to be. Currently, they either hope for the best or take out some insurance in freezing their eggs, but they can do a lot more. They should be looking for a partner now who is on board with their baby plans. 
they need to find Mr. Wright sooner. So what does Mr. Wright look like? Mr. Wright is someone who isn't terrified of marriage and babies if that is what you want. He is someone who wants to share childcare. That is a partner supportive of their career. None of this is spoken about. Mothers shy of telling their daughters what to look for in a husband because if it all turns pear-shaped, you can't be blamed. Society today is all about avoiding responsibility. Women who want babies who are sticking their heads in the sand are setting themselves up for failure. I think that it's really important in people's personal development to make that shift from the prom date to the life partner. And in terms of how to find these people early on, I think you can do it as early as the profile, the messaging and first dates. And it's really about coming up with some questions that help you elicit certain responses. If we understand the irrational forces that are driving us, we can better make decisions. So if we want a baby, don't go for the man who doesn't. That's irrational. Interestingly, often people have met by the time they're 30 someone great. They just wanted to see if they could meet someone better. So perhaps think about making a commitment to the next person who matches the last good one who got away if you are in your 30s. You also need to reframe the things that matter. Asking a man about babies will be a hard conversation. Often women don't know how to discuss this or they are fearful they'll come across as needy. You could say something like, I've been dating for a while and I'm now at a point where I want to get married and have kids in the next few years. What's going on for you? Those that are avoidant will run a mile. That's a good thing, by the way. You want someone who's secure enough to answer that question. For a long-term partner, the things that matter more are kindness, loyalty, emotional stability, reliability, the ability to make hard decisions and compromise well despite differences without contempt, without criticism. The second reason women are finding themselves childless is women are partnering with Mr. Wrong having left it too late. By Mr. Wrong, I mean compromising on the things that really do matter, like babies, if you want them. Ironically, you're able to be more picky if you don't leave your run too late. That's the reality from a fertility perspective, even though it's not PC to say that. Youth is synonymous with fertility. Mr. Wrong comes in various guises, but if you want children, then Mr. Wrong is someone who doesn't want babies or doesn't want to be involved in child rearing. You can have it all just as long as you choose a supportive husband who does want children and will do his share of the child rearing, or at least come to some agreement that you're both happy with. So don't stay in a relationship too long with Mr. Wrong. For anxiously attached people, that can be really challenging, so be mindful of this. Procrastination. A third reason why some women find themselves childless is because they have understandably been career-focused and that has pushed them to delay childbearing. There's a greater representation of women in the workforce. Women and men want financial independence, the ability to pack debts and save and provide a home for their child. There is, there's the biological reality of that. And increasingly you see women that go for it in terms of their career because they have the societal pressure and then it's too late. Mm. 
And then they realize, wow, this job is not making me happy. But my gosh, can I just tell you as a new mom what you feel like when your son smiles at you? Like, mm. you know, when, when your baby looks up at you, there's there's no greater feeling of accomplishment. Like yeah. there is not there's I, I have accomplished a lot in my yeah. life in terms of my career. And I can tell you there is nothing that satisfies me more than just my baby smiling at me. And mm. we're taking that away from women mm. because we're telling them that, that that's the wrong aspirations to have in life. Luckily. When I look at what my friends have to deal with, with their children, I almost feel a little bit blessed. Women are being sold a lie. This journalist's comment about being blessed, not having had a child, is possibly directed towards the fact that women find themselves doing the lion's share of housework and also the lion's share of child rearing and working full time. So career women are not having babies at all or having far fewer to make their lives easier. The average age a woman has a first baby has risen from 24 to 30 years of age, but for career women they're older still. A healthy, fertile 30-year-old woman has a 20% chance of getting pregnant each month that she tries. And you can't rely on assisted reproductive technology as a guaranteed fallback. In a large study from the United Kingdom that included over 150,000 infertile women with an average age of 35, the authors found that six cycles of IVF led to a live birth rate of 65.3%. That's six cycles. So women are at a heightened risk of finding themselves childless at 40 when that wasn't part of the plan. The solution is to make things easier for women to have it simultaneously, career and babies. As Sheryl Sandberg said in her book, Lean In, the number one decision you can make in your career is will I have a life partner and who will that person be? Stop letting procrastination guide you and tell you that the best thing you can do is nothing at all. Do something. Weed out the duds early on and make a plan because everything we do is just a series of decisions. Even though your career is worth some sacrifice in terms of your commitment, don't sacrifice children if you want them. As you age, people generally find that children become more important than their career. The fourth reason women delay childbearing is because they are being fed lies. There's a huge social change taking place. Hollywood, the media, political correctness, modern feminism have all changed the way we perceive marriage, parenthood and family. This used to be the bedrock of society. Now it's ridiculed. It's fine to criticise, but what fills the void? Arguably grief, loneliness, depression, and anxiety. Well, maybe you're thinking, oh, actually, this is all a bit melodramatic, Jodie. Surely it's not that bad. Let me just share with you just a few of the things we've lost. That not only will we never have children, but we'll never create our own family. We'll never be able to correct the wrongs of our own childhood by doing things differently with our kids. We'll never watch them grow up, never hold their hot little hand in ours, never throw children's birthday parties, never take that first day at school photo. We'll never see them maybe grow up, graduate, get married and have their own kids. We'll never be grandmothers and never give the gift of grandchildren to our parents. We'll never stand shoulder to shoulder with our siblings and watch our children play together. We'll never be the mother of our partner's children and hold that precious place in their heart. We'll never be part of the community of mothers in a society and never be considered a real woman in a society that equates motherhood with womanhood. 
And as we grow old, we can't hope that someone will be there to support us with the emotional, practical challenges of ageing, let alone someone to leave our treasured possessions to, someone to take our lifetime's someone to visit our grave. Hi, my name's Lee, and I'm childless. And it sucks. I wanted kids for my own personal reasons. I didn't have them. I don't really feel like it was a choice. And I was jealous, and I was angry, and I was sad, and I felt like ashamed of myself almost in a way that I hadn't done that. Think about what a modern woman these days has experienced. In developed countries, a woman has the pill, access to abortion, study, career opportunities, and fertility treatments. This has changed dating norms. It's now endless dating with endless summer, the guy or girl who rejects responsibility. The pressure on the modern woman is to do everything the man previously did in his 20s and 30s in a workplace that still caters to the male pattern of fertility, and doing that whilst having a child or two by the late 30s. That is extremely difficult for women and men. A woman's fertility starts declining at 28 and again at 35, just at the point when people consider themselves financially stable to start a family. And that's even if you have a partner. We're told by our culture that a woman who is single and has no children is empowered, independent, in charge of her own life, could easily be cast in Sex in the City. The only problem is that's not real life. That's not the source of happiness. Getting together with girlfriends in Manhattan for an expensive brunch is not the most important thing on the agenda for most women. It's a concoction of the Hollywood elite. Maybe the only people who actually do this. The truth is this person is free from responsibility, but lonely. There are many, many influencers who brag about divorce and their child-free lifestyle. TikTok thing, and they're giving it a new name, it's called Dinks. It's Rise of the Dinks on TikTok. Now, Dink stands for dual income, no kids. So essentially, people that choose to be child-free, discussing how amazing their lives are because they don't have children. And their lives are amazing for a variety of reasons that they want you to know. Pardon me, I'm just cracking open my morning bottle of champagne. <laughs> what? You're going to drink 2,000 less 26s of vodka with your idiot friends at the bar. That's your, that's your brilliant alternative and to growing up? I do think that if you sort of look a little bit behind the veil here, you'll see that these people on TikTok, these young girls on TikTok, who are really just selfish brats that are really young, if they pursue this path, what they'll really wind up as is in their 50s, like Kelsey Handler is, and alone. There was a study misinterpreted by a behavioral scientist promoting his new book as meaning that single, childless women are the happiest demographic. He interpreted data for spousal absence as meaning when the woman's spouse isn't in the room, she'll report being miserable, or will say she's much happier when he's there. That was a mistake because spousal absence meant the spouse wasn't just absent from the room, but no longer lived in the house. But the author's correction did not get the same headline-grabbing attention. The problem is the media throws its weight behind anything that dishes traditional norms. There is a ton of research ignored by the media that married mums are the happiest, healthiest demographic. These reports are based on government data and extensive surveys of women of reproductive age. 
Women who are single with no children are happiest. The new wave of feminism that has had a grip on society for the past decade has sent the message to men and women that marriage is obsolete. Women have high birth rates when married, so not surprisingly birth rates have dropped below replacement rate. And low fertility isn't limited to a small number of countries, it's the rule rather than the exception outside of Africa. The message is harmful. Women don't need men. Women should strive for success independently and find fulfillment without the weight of a husband and children. These ideas have led to the collapse of families. Ironically, married people have better health, better finances and live longer. That said, we do need to make childbearing outside marriage less taboo to improve fertility rates. There are more single women going it alone. That's unlikely to breach the birth cap because the two-parent family has been the norm for a reason, two heads are better than one. But we need to become less afraid of the duties and obligations of children. We need to reject the Hollywood lies. We need to ask ourselves, how can it be a good thing to miss out on the fulfillment of being a mother, which is the gift that keeps on giving? How can we celebrate fewer families in the future? Fewer children when that's the bedrock of happiness and our very existence. You only need to look at the number of grief counsellors supporting childless women to understand this has a negative consequence for women. So what do we need to do? We need to tell women that childlessness leads to unhappiness if they want to have children. I'm not suggesting this is a permanent state. I'm just wanting to acknowledge the grief that is real for women who wanted to have children but missed out. We need to call out the lies in the media and talk about the positives, the positives of marriage and babies. We need to make marriage desirable again in a culture that is terrified of it. We need to educate people on the fertility risks of delayed childbearing, and we need to educate people on finding Mr. Right, ushering out Mr. Wrong, and prioritizing babies. It should not be career first, baby second, because you have a long life. We need to educate young people on the risks of hookup culture like depression and the practical benefits of marriage, greater health, happiness and financial stability. And most importantly, the joy that comes with marriage and family life. This cultural shift can be accelerated through more positive and truthful media. If you have a story to inspire young women or encourage older women, get in touch through my website, makingbabiesinyour40s.com. I want to place the future women who would otherwise find themselves unintentionally childless in the best possible position of success. Music